0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Starting Designer, a podcast focused on providing tips, tricks, and advice on getting through your first year of owning your own design business. Before we get started with our design industry guest, I wanted to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Revolution Performance Fabrics. Now, listen, relax, get some daily motivation, and enjoy. Hi podcast listeners. Uh, Today on the show we have Glenna Stone. Glenna has been featured in print and online publications including Designers Today, the Philadelphia Inquirer, and Philadelphia Magazine. Glenna is currently located in Philadelphia and I'm super honored to have her on the show. How How are you today Glenna?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me Anderson. I'm so excited to talk with you
0: yeah this is this is really excited. I, I don't know how the weather is in Philadelphia, but um it's like really nice and sunny here. We had a nasty rainstorm yesterday uh, in North Carolina.
1: yeah, I think we're getting that here. We have like tornado warnings and which we don't usually get a lot of tornadoes here, but we get high gusts of wind, so we're having that right now
0: <laughs> yeah so you know tell me tell me more about you know we we engage all the time on Instagram. Uh, I was just telling you before this podcast that you know we've probably we've probably been talking on Instagram now for about Almost two years, uh, and I just let you know that you know I'm the I'm the one who uses the emoji, and my my brother <laughs> is the one who doesn't use the emoji. Um, but you know, besides just kind of the face level, you know what I see. You know, tell me tell me about you know Glenna Stone Glenna Stone Interiors. Tell me about uh, kind of who you are, what you specialize in.
1: Yeah, well we um well actually you know I started this company ten years ago, and so I can't believe. Uh, this fall, we're going to be celebrating our ten-year anniversary. It's uh, wow. kind of crazy, um, but we're located in Philadelphia, as you mentioned, and we are in this um, section of Philadelphia called Chestnut Hill, which is actually technically in the city limits, but it's actually about twenty minutes outside of Center City. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of one of those quaint little picturesque towns with cobblestone streets and restaurants and like a little shopping district and. Our studio um, is right on the main street, um, so we have a kind of brick and mortar studio where the front of it is set up set up like a showroom. So we have some upholstery pieces and some pieces from um, lines that we like, so that our clients can you know sit in things and see things, touch and feel them. Um, and then the the back part of it is a working design studio, um, and you know, we love, we love our location. We love kind of being where we are, uh, like kind of nestled in between, you know, New York and DC. It's, it's great for us um, to be so centrally located here on the East coast.
0: That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, how close are you to the Liberty Bell?
1: Oh, uh, we're probably <laughs> about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I went
0: about a year ago up and I, I'd never been, you know, you always, you always, you know, I think every year you redo American history in school and, um, it was, it was, uh, groundbreaking. It was amazing. It it was honestly, it was kind of like now, you know, uh, with everything kind of going on in the world. It's pretty amazing that there, you know, there was about 30, 30, people in a room, it was 100 degrees, and they were trying to with all the uncertainty involved, they were trying to, um, you know, sculpt a, a nation, you know, a, a new a new theory of ideas. Um, So, you know, getting back to Glenna Stone, you know, tell me Tell me, uh, you know, what do you really specialize in? You know, what, what, why did you get into interior design? Have you, was that always a passion of yours?
1: Well, actually, I, um, you know, when I went to school for my undergraduate, I actually ended up going for engineering. So my um, undergraduate degree is industrial engineering. And, and after I graduated from Lehigh, I uh, joined PricewaterhouseCoopers. And did management consulting for about a decade, and worked with, um, you know, consumer products comp Fortune 500 consumer products companies, wow. um, like Nabisco, Gillette, um, Unilever, and um, I eventually got hired in- directly to work for Gillette, which got ended up getting acquired by Procter and Gamble. And at the time, we were living in Boston. So I was really responsible uh, for North America, um, Oral-B, Power Oral-B and Braun promotions. And um, I loved what I did. I absolutely loved what I did, but I felt like I was really missing a creative side to my, to my world. Um, my, my mother is an art teacher, um, fine artist, and I grew up in a really creative household. So I think I was just craving that creativity. And I, so I started taking photography classes and cooking classes. And eventually I started taking interior design classes at Rhode Island School of Design. Wow. And once I started taking classes there and in interior design, I just like my world opened up. I just felt um, that I'd finally found my calling, um, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't even really looking to change careers. Um and I just kept taking classes and classes, and then I took AutoCAD classes at Boston Architectural College, right in Boston. You know, after I would finish a full day of work. And finally, my husband was like, "We're spending so much money on these classes. You know, what what are you doing with this? Like, yeah. Is this just for fun?" I was like, yeah. "Well, it kind of was." Um, but then Procter and Gamble bought out Gillette, and so my job was gonna my job was gonna um, make me move to Cincinnati. Okay. And I didn't really want it. We didn't really want to do that. So I decided to just take the opportunity to go back to school and get my master's in interior design. Um, my husband and I are kind of remotely from the Philadelphia area. So we had always planned to kind of come back to this, to this area, especially when we went, wanted to start our family. So mm-hmm. I ended up going to Drexel university, um, which was a three years full-time master's program. Wow. And that's really kind of how I got into design. So, you know, <laughs> not your that, typical path.
0: So an an engineer um, I am in no way an engineer. I, I like to go to our, I have a, we have a family farm and I like to go and tinker on things. I, I'm definitely not an engineer when it comes comes to heart. Uh, I think I'm just good at talking and maybe a, a few marketing jobs. But, you know, how how does engineering play into your design business? Um
1: yeah. How, well, and
0: also, I, how many people do you have on staff? It sounds like, you know, with your store um, sounds like, wow, 10 years. I mean, that's, it sounds like you've really grown kind of your little, your little empire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We uh, currently were four. Um, we were six, you know, before everything happened um, mm-hmm. and we're really optimistic we'll be able to bring those people back. But, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, like everybody else, we, you know, we have, we had to uh, do what was right for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Yeah. So back to engineering, I mean, it's just, um, I would say I'm really process focused with how I started this company and how we do things. There's a process on how we do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really important to me that came not just from engineering, but just from kind of being in the corporate world and, um, understanding how really good processes can really affect your efficiency. And, you know, that was really important to me just to create that foundation, so that we can grow, so that we have processes in place so that as we continue to grow, um, it's easier to onboard people and everybody knows, you know, what to do and how to do it.
0: We we deal with that every week. Uh I think I think process, i if I had a dollar for every time we said let's improve this process, that so we'd be I might have a few dollars. I don't know. But yeah, it's <laughs> uh no, it's it's definitely something at Revolution, you know, we're we're dealing with. You know, we we started the store about uh which is our online cut yardage store about three and a half years ago. And if you don't understand your process and if you don't have a process, it's like the wild West and and you can't, you can't do what we all want to do, which is get more clients, grow our business for us, sell more fabric. Um, that's the first time I've heard anyone really, you know, explain, explain that process more. Are you with everything going on in the world? Um, are you, did you have digital built into your process prior to this?
1: Yeah, we did a little bit because we had clients that weren't necessarily local to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had clients that travel a lot. Right now we have um, a project that we're working on that's a local project, but our client um, is a single uh, man and he just travels internationally a lot for his job. So mm-hmm. we were already you know, doing design meetings on Zoom and design presentations on Zoom. So... Luckily for us, that was something that we already had in place, and because of having such strong design processes internally, it was really uh, a fairly smooth transition to transition to everybody working from home because okay. because of our strong um, process foundation that we have.
0: Yeah, no, that um, it's definitely been probably one of our. Um, you know, we we were we thought we were digital, but. I think every podcast I do now is like a commercial for Zoom. I, I should reach out to I know, to right? <laughs> I know,
1: I know. <laughs>
0: but it is great. I love all the, the videos online of people not really understanding. And, you know, you can kind of see stuff in the background.
1: Yeah. But, so um, we've also been doing, what we've been doing too, is for our existing clients, um, we'll send them a package of like what we call a, a GSID bundle. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's rubber banded and it's all their fabrics, countertops, you know, tile, like whatever the project is and whatever the materials are. So then when we're presenting, we can talk through with them, you know, how we're putting the design together, you know, what fabrics going on, what, what finishes are for what pieces that we put together. And they can have that tactile experience that I think is so important in what we do, especially for our, you know, full service, high end clients. They want to see, they want to see how the fabric feels. They want to have, you know, have that the real quick and,
0: and put the put the tile down on what they currently have. And so, wow, that would look that would look nice. And
1: exactly. Um, so they can still have that experience. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important, especially for the level of clients that we're serving. Okay. Um, and then, in addition to that, we've kind of accelerated our more simplified uh, virtual design services, which is like our consulting services, but also kind of like a room design. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're calling it Glenstone Studio. So mm-hmm. that's something that we're going to actually be blogging about this week and talking more about.
0: Yeah, well, uh, when I when I promote this podcast, I'll have to have to push the link to your blog. I'd,
1: Thank I'm, you.
0: I'm looking into it. Um, it sounds like you actually most people, I guess the, the next tangent I would say is sounds like you actually realize the, the value, the value of a blog. Um, you guys blog for SEO, or is it just um, kind of what we're doing today? Um, kind of going forward.
1: Yeah, so we started this blog. Um, I guess about two and a half, three years ago, coming up mm-hmm. on three years. Um, and we started for a lot of reasons. Um, mm-hmm. definitely SEO that uh, that's really helpful, but it's also a window into our firm. Okay. Um, so that. Potential clients uh, can, you know, read our blog um, or even not potential clients, but just people yeah. can read and educate themselves on interior design, how we approach projects. Maybe that helps somebody out else out that's more of a DIYer and wants to kind of look at how we approach projects. Um, it's a way for people to meet our team. Um, to understand a little lo- you know we'll kind of sometimes we'll show mood boards so they get a little window into our process or color palettes and fabrics that we've laid out um and then we always try to highlight a project you know every month that we're working on because i think it's also good to let people know like we work on all kinds of projects i think you know there's a lot of times there's a misconception with what interior designers do or what types of projects they'll take on and I think that by highlighting all the different kinds of projects we do, it's you know it's a nice window into our firm.
0: Yeah, and um, it's actually amazing that you, you know, see it as both a way to have a window into your firm, but then also SEO. Um, <laughs> being that we're a family-owned company, it, it our blog has been actually one of the better ways to, like you said, show who we are, but then also SEO. Um, it's 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 really a great way to recession-proof your business. I guess a a really great example of a blog that's been really great for us. uh, And it's, it's something um, that I would recommend most businesses do is solve questions relative to your industry. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you were saying most people don't know what interior designers do. I would question you to write a blog on your site that says, What literally called? What does an interior designer do? Mm -hmm. Um, Because that is actually something that no one is solving, and it gets searched like eighteen hundred times a month. I'm not saying you won't uh, you won't get eighteen hundred new clients a month, but would that uh, be great? (laughs) It's traffic, right? And so it's traffic (laughs) to your site. We can get an email. You know, you can start you know lead generating there, and it would be great. Uh, A great example for us is our fabric content is uh, polypropylene. Mm-hmm. Um, we we wrote a blog called What is Polypropylene and uh just this during this time, the Los Angeles Times about three weeks ago wrote a blog about face masks and they linked to our blog because we were the definition of what is polypropylene on Google. And we got over twelve thousand people to our site one wow. day. And so from a design firm, I, I love that you actually see value in your blog as both both for seo and for the listener who doesn't know seo it's search engine optimization so it's essentially being on google um (laughs) yeah essentially or i guess you could say being but yeah uh, yeah do you now that we're in seo do you have any questions about seo i'm i'm like an seo i I guess i would call myself an seo ninja but um, oh great (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any questions about SEO? What Uh, else should
1: we be doing besides blogging?
0: Do do you solve questions uh, like that? Uh, Like uh, how much does an interior designer cost? Do you have that? Yeah, that's actually
1: funny. Yeah, we were actually, that was our next next blog post that was coming up um, this Friday. But then because of what's going on right now, we actually are going to be talking more about our virtual design services.
0: So Um, what I would do is I would see what, how much does an interior designer cost? I would see, I would make that as like your long play. You know, that's going to be something once you write it, it's going to live on your site for until you take it down. Uh, Literally call it what does, how much does an interior designer cost? And then for the short term, I would internally link a virtual design consultation into the bottom of that blog so that it becomes this, this constant lead generator um, for for Glenisterne Interiors, you know, going forward, um, that's just kind of my recommendation. I um, love that. Have, yeah, we can have a little private, little little set <laughs> after after this. I don't want to give away all the all the secrets. Um, <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's amazing. Like it's it's true. So you
1: see, um, Let me ask you this: How do you see video playing into you know everything, yeah. and especially what's happening right now, um, and in terms of SEO?
0: Um, so YouTube is owned by Google. Um, and so, and you're going to, the great thing is, is most SEO people are not very creative and most creative people don't know what SEO is. Um, and so if you, if you can post on YouTube, um, how much does an interior designer cost? And if you can make a video that explains the design process of Glenna Stone interiors, There's no wrong answer. I mean, it's, it's just your answer, you know, and can you use that? You know, there's all these different levels. There's virtual design consulting. There's, there's, we fly out to you and do, you know, do your, do your whole house. Um, But I would, I would highly recommend video SEO at this point in time because no one's, no one's doing it. Um, Like we, we make, We make videos for Revolution, like how to get coffee out of fabric. It's not Revolution Fabric general cleaning video. You know, it's how to get ranch dressing out of fabric, how to get chocolate out of fabric. Someone may never even buy our fabric. But for me personally, if I can solve someone's question visually with a video in less than 20 seconds, uh, they might remember me the next time they buy a sofa. I don't know if they will. Um, I like I like to one day maybe I'll track that. But I would <laughs> highly recommend if you have time during this time, uh, make make videos solving questions in your in your industry because um, no one's doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so I guess being a little funny. So we're all uh, we're all social distancing right now. What is your? Fi- do you have kids? With
1: what- I do. Yeah, I have a um, a nine year old daughter and eleven year old son.
0: Wow, so are, are, so you're homeschooling?
1: Yeah. Well, they're <laughs> they're teaching themselves, right? <laughs> oh. So yeah, my husband and I are tag teaming and honestly he's doing most of the work right now. So
0: Yeah. That what what do you uh what do you do like as a family? Are you y'all into puzzles or what's what's your favorite uh what's your favorite social distancing game as a as a family?
1: Um I think our favorite social distancing game would have to be charades.
0: Charades who's uh is it is it like parents versus kids or is it
1: no we usually mix it up we'll yeah. have a parent on each team with one of the kids so you know i'm the champion so maybe that's why it's my favorite but
0: yeah <laughs> i I'm, i've never been very good at that i i think i end up cheating and, and talking too much or something. <laughs> you're not allowed to say yeah. words right
1: right yeah no yeah.
0: Words, so. I don't know. yeah
1: um so we, we've been doing that last night actually well yesterday was easter um, and we ended the night with uh, out on our fire pit. It was a beautiful night here, and had some oars with the kids. So yeah. that
0: was that's, fun. That's ab- that sounds absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I did uh, did Easter with my parents, and it was uh, been trying to keep away from them, but you know, might as well <laughs> on the inside for a while. Um, you know, with the show, I I always like to ask people what you know during year one. What was what was like the hardest hardest part of starting Stone interiors. Um, Do you remember a a time, I I know there's never cheat codes, but I feel like there's a lot of people right now who are just kind of like lost and, you know, like how, you know, but is there anything that you remember from your first year of design starting your own business that was like, wow, I got past that? Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, The biggest thing for me was just establishing a network. You know, Mm -hmm. we had moved from Boston to the Philadelphia area and we didn't really, you know, this wasn't like a home where we had lived for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was a lot of networking, just getting out there, um, just, you know, meeting potential referral partners like architects and builders and Mm -hmm. uh, realtors. But also just starting to build my vendor base with suppliers, you know, cabinet makers and furniture makers and um, workrooms and things like that. So um, I think that was the biggest, you know, when I look back and think about, like, how did I get from where I was at zero to where we are now? So much of it in that beginning of that first year was just about building relationships and building a network
0: and and it sounds like really developing that process too uh, from 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 signing on customers to to working with vendors really taking you know your your skills as a as a as an engineer and in creating something that that allows you to you know scale your business because and, i feel like it's like on instagram too you know I, i've talked to people and people are like oh i only have 400 followers, like, but I want 10,000, you know, it's like, well, if you don't have your process, you know, I can sell someone five yards of fabric or I can sell hundreds of thousands of yards of fabric. You know, you can do the same thing with design, but if, if you don't have your process from day one, <laughs> it, it's not going to work at, you know, year five, you know, year yeah. 10.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also always evolving. You know, when I started, it was, it was just me in, in our house. Like most yeah. people, a lot of designers start, Um, and you know, the process that worked for me was very different once I hired my first employee, my second employee, right. So it's always, this industry is always evolving, Mm -hmm. um, and our clients are always evolving. And so, um, our processes are always evolving too. It's never, you know, I'm always telling our team like that we have this process and it might change next week, you know, because we have to be adaptable. We have to be flexible. Um, and with the goal is always imp- improving that, you know, improving our client experience, improving our onboarding, improving our design process, um, but also still allowing for the creativity to happen. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you can't, I don't want to over process something where it stifles our all of our creativity. You know, every single project we work on is so unique and so really tailored to our clients and how mm-hmm. they want their homes to look. And it's really important that we allow that creativity to happen inside of our structure. Mm
0: -hmm. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I, I, when all this is all over, I I need to come to Philadelphia. I'd love to, love to see your shop.
1: Yeah, We'd love to have you. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: literally just went for like a couple of days, but I'd love to, you know, kind of pick your brain and maybe pick up some, some processes. I think, (laughs) but for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to use it. Um, but no, it, uh, I look, I really look forward to, you know, I also just want to say thank you very much for supporting revolution. Uh, and I really, really look forward to, you know, when this is all over getting up to Philadelphia and, and seeing you. And oh, thank you. Right yeah, we are,
1: we are big fans of revolution. So we were actually just this morning, uh, and I'm not just saying this this morning, we were just talking about, um, picking, you know, selecting some revolution fabric for a couple projects that we're working on. It's there's, it's just so great with, um families you know all the feedback we get from the projects that we've used revolution fabric on for you know breakfast table chairs with kids you know everyone's like this fabric is bulletproof we love it you know yeah. so it's um it's been great we actually used it for a um a family we did this custom banquet actually it's on the front page of our website right now it's like on the main slider and you know it's like a lighter cream fabric and mm-hmm. um the mom has two twin boys and she was just like I don't know I'm like just trust me just trust me and now we're doing her living room so we're, we're actually in the process of um you know doing some additional work for her and I asked her how I was holding up and she said it's just it's beautiful she said you know we got chicken wing sauce on it and spaghetti sauce and she's like I need like, to make you know, that video
0: how to yeah, get chicken wing sauce yeah. off, off your fabric yeah, so
1: um, she was just uh you know she was thrilled and so if our clients are happy then we're happy
0: yeah it's uh it's not bulletproof, but, uh, it is definitely four dogs proof. I got four, uh, four dogs with me. So, uh, where it was made for my lifestyle. And I'm also incredibly clumsy. So every time I clean, I spill something new, I make a new video about it for, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. And, uh, you know, for the listener out there, please head over to, uh, Glenna's blog and, and check it out and follow him on Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, Yeah, let's get get social during this time. Yeah,
1: great. Thank you, Anderson. This was so fun.
0: Yeah, thank you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Starting Designer, a podcast focused on providing tips, tricks, and advice on getting through your first year of owning your own design business. Before we get started with our design industry guest, I wanted to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Revolution Performance Fabrics. Now, listen, relax, get some daily motivation, and enjoy.